Welcome to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jones. I am a certified personal trainer, and I'm here to help you achieve your fitness goals without pain. In each episode, I'll share tips and strategies that will help you stay safe and pain-free while you're working out. I'll also interview experts in the field of fitness and pain management. So if you're ready to learn how to stay active and pain-free, then subscribe to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast today. Welcome to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jones. So, um, yeah, this has been an interesting week, uh, as you can hear from my uh, nasally kind of voice. Last week, I was the wonderful recipient of the gift of exposure to COVID from one of my students. So um, this week, I had the opportunity to practice self-care while I was in isolation. Um, So let's just say that it's not going the way I had imagined. Although it is way better than it has been in the past, um, it's just a reminder that I am a work in progress for sure. Um, Being sick has always been a challenge uh, for me. And um, even going into teaching, I remember back in the day, um, the whole idea of not working during the summer and having that extra time and not knowing what to do with it, and also, you know, the financial fear that goes along with it. Um, I had a difficulty during breaks or whatever, just sitting there because there was always that, why am I sitting here? I should be doing something because I always wanted to be busy. And being sick reminds me of those times, you know, I'm laying around and I'm all, do I just lay around? Um, Well, wait, there's something on the carpet. Does that mean the carpet needs to be vacuumed? Oh, there's laundry over there. I should probably be doing laundry. Um, Am I really going to sit here and watch 15 hours of TV? I could be doing X, Y, Z. Um, Even if in my fever state, I was wondering if someone would find out that I was being unproductive. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Anyway, and then, of course, God forbid, my family comes home and I left a mess, right, because I need to be the perfect patient because I wouldn't want to be a burden because that's the kiss of death. Uh, So then I had to stop and realize, like, you know, Dana, cut the bullshit. You're sick and you need to just chill. And if anybody's had COVID, you know that the only way you're getting better is by sleep and hydration, uh, you know, you're riding it out unless you try to take uh, the Paxlovid stuff, which, you know, that's a whole other ball game that uh, we're not getting into. Anyway, but, you know, the challenge is really just sitting and being with yourself. And I think as a society, we're not used to that, right? We're, we're used to being productive and our, um, you know, image of productivity makes us look like we're worth our pay or worth our, I don't know, worth your admiration, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, that's just something that some people have it, right? We have people that you know that just chill and have no problem with it. And then there's other people that just can never stop. And I realized that after all the work that I've done that, you know, people pleasing is just part of my DNA, And not wanting to be a burden is probably one of the core traits of people-pleasing. The other day, I was scrolling through TikTok mindlessly, and this guy was talking about chameleon kids um, and how they eventually become people-pleasing adults. And I think the thing is that if you grow up with some kind of addiction within your household, that you're trying to be the kid that doesn't rock the boat, Right, you don't want to upset anybody, especially your uh, qualifier. 
um, you want to make sure that everything is with ease, right? There's no confrontation, all those kinds of things that go along with making sure that everything is quiet, right? Because we don't want that person to have a reaction because that reaction is probably going to hold you hostage for however long it takes for that person to work through their process. Now that, um, you know, we know this is something that's real, right? We are humans and there's always going to be conflict and confrontations. And I'm not talking about the knock down, drag out kind of confrontations, but just differences in opinions. And if you're a people pleaser, sometimes you want to avoid that confrontation. Um, but I think that avoiding that confrontation comes with a price, right? Because clearly you have an opinion, right? You have a thought, you have some kind of feeling that's conjured up in your soul and you're stuffing it because you don't want to avoid or you want to avoid the confrontation. And so eventually that's going to take a toll on you physically and mentally. Um, and then of course you put a tremendous amount of pressure on yourself, especially when you're a kid, you know, imagine being 12 years old and this is your responsibility to make sure that the adults are happy and that they're not causing you stress or them stress or whatever. Um, and I think that those are the types of situations that rob you of your childhood. And, um, I guess that's also why in America right now, when you look at the number of cases for stress and anxiety and depression, we're off the charts. So in case you have no idea what a people pleaser is, or if you are, or if you are one, let's play a game. You may be a people pleaser if you often put your needs, the needs of others before your own, right? And unfortunately, I think women fall into that category more than men. Um, but, you know, we're all guilty of it for sure. You may be a people pleaser if you're afraid to say no to requests. Any kind of request, you're all, yeah, sure, I'll try, whatever, right? Because you can't just say no. You may be a people pleaser if you're constantly worried about what others think of you. Guilty, right? You may be a people pleaser if you apologize or accept fault when you aren't to blame. Uh, that's a classic, especially for me, because of uh, growing up in addiction. I figure that, you know, it's always easy to throw yourself on the sword real fast, and that way things get cleaned up quickly, and then uh, you don't have to go through the discussion of what the thing was and why you're wrong. You may be a people pleaser if you're quick to agree, and even when you don't really agree, right? But again, it just moves things along faster and uh, reduces the likelihood of that confrontation. You may be a people pleaser if arguments and conflicts upset you, whether you're participating or you're just observing them, right? There's that trauma response. You may be a people pleaser if you are overly concerned with doing things perfectly, right? That whole perfectional, perfectionism, perfectionalism, somewhere in there. Uh, what else do we call that? Goodest, right? For uh, the TMS people, right? That idea of everything has to be just right. You may be a people pleaser if you have a difficult if you have difficulty setting boundaries, right? I think a lot of people have difficulty setting boundaries, and uh, it's awesome when they finally do set a boundary because it's kind of cool and and people look very invigorated by that possibility. All right, you may be a people pleaser if you feel guilty or selfish when you put your own needs first, and um, that's kind of. Um, 
kind of goes with the first one, but you know, the guilty are selfish, right? There's always that guilt, right? Guilt is the gift that keeps on giving. Now, we already kind of talked about it, but how are, how are, how, yeah, how are you impacted physically, right? So stress, right? Everything comes down to it, right? Headaches, stomach aches, teeth grinding, sleep disturbances, all those kinds of things kind of fall under that whole stress, right? It's something that you can't really resist. You think you're resisting it, but it always shows up some way, right? You may think that you're fine, but then you're like, oh, but I can't sleep. Well, that may be a stress response, right? People pleasing does lead to anxiety, right? So um, almost when you open that can of worms for worrying, it seems that you start to worry about everything. You worry about your kids, you worry about yourself, you worry about your coworkers, you worry about, you know, does the car have enough oil? Is it going to make it? What happens if it breaks down? Am I going to have, you know, X, Y, Z? And, you know, um, lists become your guiding light just because you're hoping that you can figure out everything that could possibly go wrong. And that's also, you know, kind of a people-pleasing, also growing up an addiction type response, right, is always trying to figure out the different angles and how things can play out so that you're always prepared for an outcome. Um, And then, of course, there's depression, right, because you're never going to make people happy. And if you're never putting yourself on the list, Right. And um, that comes, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that with you. I was listening to that interview with Oprah Winfrey and Winona Judd, and Winona was saying how she realized that she never had herself on the list, let alone number one. And that is, um, you know, part of her challenge as being a mom was that she never put herself on the list. And, you know, honestly, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to do a very good job of taking care of your children. So, how do you break the habit of people-pleasing? Um, I've been doing this for, you know, 40-something years, and there's still things that leak out. Obviously, when you're sick, you're really behind the eight ball, and you just, you know, you find these little habits that, you know, were who you were before kind of creep back, and you're, you know, you're trying to stuff them back in because you're like, I don't like that. But they're still there because, you know, you've fine-tuned them over the last 40-something years. So start looking at what is a thing, you know, what triggers you, what is, uh, what are the situations that cause you to want to please others? Is it that, um, you know, weird utterance when the room is silent and you can't handle the, uh, the silence, so you need to say something? Is it, um, you know, lying, little white lies that you say because you want to fit in and it feels awkward not to uh, fit in? So finding those things, you know, then you start to go, okay, now I can work from that because I know what it is. So, you know, it may just be sitting there and biting your lip and saying, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Although that doesn't really work because I've tried that so much. I tried distraction. There's so many different things that I work on it, but I'm getting better at it. Um, You know, and of course, what it all comes down to uh, is that people are going to do whatever they're going to do for themselves. And so you can't control how people think, what they think of you, um, how they behave, right? Whatever they choose to do is their responsibility, and it's not yours. Um, If it's your child, you may have a 50-50 shot of controlling them and what they do. But the reality is, is that a little kid's going to do what they're going to do because they're just using their logic, right? And everybody has their own personal logic. And so you can't always worry about that. 
but we do, right? I mean, that's why we put the things on Facebook that we put on and we do all the stuff. And it's just part of the game, I guess. My big point and the one that I've been working on for the last couple of years is wait to help until you're asked, right? That didn't sound right. So essentially, do not offer help unless somebody asks you. Because one of the things that I didn't mention this now that I think about it is that one of the traits of at least my people pleasing is that I make guesses, right? And because I don't want you to be upset with me or whatever it may be. So I decide that, oh, you need a tissue, right? If you start crying, right? Which is probably the worst thing that you can do is offer somebody a tissue. And generally we do that because you crying makes me uncomfortable. So let me give you a tissue so that you'll stop doing it or I'll break up the cycle and make it, you know, whatever. Sometimes people use humor. I may know somebody like that. Um, And so the idea of just waiting and waiting to see what happens and waiting for people to ask. Because the other thing, too, is that once you start predicting what people need and um, prophesizing and all that kind of good stuff, then they stop asking and they just expect you to do it, which creates resentment. And then that starts the whole chain all over again. And you have to be patient with yourself. Right. So, you know, this is something, like I said, it's taken you, you know, whatever period of time to create these patterns of behavior. Um, And a lot of times they're done or you create them because it's for self-preservation and they're not going to go away on their own. And so you may find that, oh, you know, two times this week I didn't, you know, guess that somebody needed a tissue or did whatever, or I didn't interrupt somebody because their behavior was making me nervous or, um, you know, causing me discomfort, right? So you just need to be patient and then things will work out. And then you'll find that more and more, right, as we do these things, then it'll become easier for you. And then before you know it, then you'll break a habit and then you have to choose another habit, (laughs) Because chances are, when I was going, you may be a people pleaser if you probably could either check off all of them or you could check off at least 75% of them if that is who you are. And so you definitely have a lot to work on, right? And it's not a big deal, right? Because we all should be working on ourselves all the time. Um, We are works in progress. And that's the beautiful thing is that there's always an opportunity to do something different the next day. And you just have to, you know, accept yourself Patience and kindness is always the way to be. And, um, yeah, I think that's all I have for uh, this time around. So, anyway, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to rate and review. And if you have something that you want me to uh, talk about or, uh, you know, prophesize about or philosophize about, let me know. And have a good one. We'll catch you next time.